0: Hey friends, my name is Claudine. Welcome to the Embodied Catholic Woman. This podcast is for Catholic women who are looking for a holistic approach to well-being that is rooted in faith. You'll learn how to manage your thoughts, feel your feelings, and regulate your nervous system so you can fully embody your feminine genius. Let's do it. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Embodied Catholic Woman podcast. So first of all, happy new year to you. It is 2023. I hope you're as excited about this new year as I am. I always feel like this time of year is just, it's full of possibility. It's like a a blank slate. It's like a totally new and fresh start. And that's usually how I approach the year. Hopefully you see the new year that way as well. And what I wanted to do is actually get right into heart wounds. This is the the purpose of everything that I do as a life coach, as an embodiment coach, is really helping Catholic women heal their heart wounds. And so I wanted to talk about this pretty early on in the podcast so that we're all on the same page, so that we all understand when I talk about heart wounds, exactly what i'm talking about how they show up in the body how they show up in your life and then towards the end i am going to share a bit of a framework about how we can begin the journey of healing our heart wounds now this episode is an introduction so i'm not going to be going into great detail on the healing part but i want you to come back because this is what we'll be talking about throughout this podcast throughout the the year, we'll be talking about our heart wounds and why we have them and how to heal them. And we'll be getting into more of the specifics of how mindset work and somatic work and our faith practices and how all of these things integrated together, how these things work together to help us heal. So let's get into what our heart wounds are. So when i use the word heart wounds i'm actually talking about trauma it's just my way of of saying trauma which is something that happened to you an event that happened to you in the past that overwhelmed your ability to cope that's what a trauma is that's what a heart wound is and the truth is all of us if you are human if you are alive, all of us will experience wounding at some point in our lives. So if you've experienced a heart wound, if you've experienced a trauma, you're not negatively special. There isn't something wrong with you. It's just your wound may be different than the next person, but I guarantee you that everyone on this planet will experience wounding at some point in their lives. And it's not the event itself that makes a thing traumatic. It's really not. So that's why two people can go through the same experience. And one person will walk out of the experience totally fine. And the other person will walk out of the experience and have complex PTSD. Why is that? It's because it's not about the event itself. It's really about your experience of the event and specifically your thoughts about it and then your bodily experience of the event. That's what really causes it to be a trauma that lingers and stays around that continues to affect your life, even if it's something that happened 10 years ago or 20 years ago or at birth or in the womb. And even though as human beings, we actually have the capacity to heal a traumatic event as soon as it happens, we often interrupt that natural process of healing. And that's largely due to our conditioning. So if you look at an animal in nature, an animal that's being hunted or chased, and maybe it survives the experience. So maybe the, the hunter thinks that the prey is is dead, but maybe the prey is actually just stunned, kind of in a free state. But then the, the hunter or the predator decides to walk away like, okay, let me go get the rest of the, the the family. We'll come back and we'll feast on this prey. But the prey is actually not dead. It's just stunned what will happen to an animal is the animal will go through a sequence it will sort of come back to life it may shake it may you know kind of stand up and kind of you know kind of reorient itself to its surroundings and then when it kind of when it kicks in that it's safe that the hunter is nowhere around that it can actually leave it 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 runs away and we don't see animals in, in nature with PTSD. We don't see animals with, you know, anxiety after after surviving something like this. It's because animals don't have the higher thinking part of the brain that we do as humans, our neocortex, our prefrontal cortex. So unfortunately for us as humans, we have the capacity, we have the ability to totally interrupt that natural healing sequence of events that we would also do. As humans, so maybe if something traumatic happens to us, um, maybe someone you know laughed at you. You were giving a presentation in school and you you know stuttered or you mixed some words up, and then the whole class laughed at you, right? In that moment, you're not going to you're not going to maybe shake, or maybe you're not going to um, you know kind of drop into a shock state or a freeze state or whatever in that moment maybe you just sort of decide to you know quickly finish the presentation or you just decide to keep talking and then you go back to your seat and because you know that you're surrounded by other people you're not in a position to go through those natural processes that would allow you to to release the impact of the event so maybe that would be crying maybe that would be yelling maybe that would be you know I don't know, whatever it is that you would normally do to sort of move that experience through your body somatically, like the animal in nature does, you're not able to do that because you're in the classroom, you're surrounded by other people. And so you interrupt anything that would be helpful for you to do to process that experience. And when that happens, the traumatic event gets stored in the body. So even though that event is over, let's fast forward, you have to give another presentation in school, or maybe now you're working and you have to give a PowerPoint presentation, or maybe you have to lead a meeting, you still have the memory of that experience that happened in the past. And you might experience the same physiological response. So maybe your heart rate increases, maybe your heart is racing, maybe you break out into a sweat, maybe you do start to get a little shaky or, or nervous, right? And what happens is when we don't complete that experience, that trauma, that heart wound can just keep being re-triggered again and again and again. And there are generally four types of wounds. They can be mental, emotional, spiritual, or even physical wounds. So where does our wounding typically come from? It's generally rooted in our childhood. And that's because we were pretty much a sponge for the first seven to nine years of life. And we absorbed from our environment, from our caregivers, from society around us, from siblings, from teachers, we absorbed these patterns of thinking and patterns of behavior. And we sort of learned how to deal with our problems and our challenges based on how the people around us were dealing with theirs. And so the way we saw our parents deal with their problems is sort of how we adopted our strategies and our coping mechanisms for dealing with our problems. So there are lots of different types of wounds, but here are just some examples. It could be abuse. It could be childhood emotional neglect. It could be abandonment by one or both of your parents being orphaned. Maybe if there was financial neglect or financial trauma, if there were attachment wounds, so anxious attachment, avoidant attachment, if you witnessed violence, if you were the victim of any type of molestation or any type of sexual assault, if you were the child of divorce, and we know the divorce rate is about 50%, half of all marriages end in divorce, so that's a lot of traumatized people walking around if you're a child of divorce. Maybe if you experienced an illness, or a physical injury, or a surgical procedure, that can absolutely cause trauma in the body. Or if your parents were sick and maybe you were sort of nudged into that caregiver role, so you had to take care of your parents physically, mentally, emotionally. Or if your parents were addicts of some sort to gambling or or alcohol. If your feelings were never really validated, if they were dismissed, If you were told to sort of stuff down your emotions, of course, that's what you've learned how to do. If you moved a lot in childhood or adolescence, you experienced being teased or bullied, or maybe you experienced being treated differently because of your race, because of your ethnic background, because of the color of your skin, or because of your gender, because of being a woman. All of those are examples of traumas. And it's important to note that it's not just the big T traumas that we tend to think about. So like war or abuse, it can be these smaller little T traumas that, again, they may seem really minor in the grand scheme of things, but they're not. And we know there's been a lot of research on something called adverse childhood events, these experiences that children have had that ultimately lead to a host problems in adulthood medical problems chronic illnesses mental problems addictions this is where it starts and so any wounds that haven't been processed and healed they essentially end up being trapped or stored in your body so what this means is if something happens to you today And it triggers a traumatic experience that you have that you experienced in the past that you had in the past your body is going to re-experience that traumatic event and your nervous system is going to become activated and it leads to this this sort of chain reaction of sequence of events that happens to basically keep you safe to keep you alive so you might notice that your thoughts are spiraling and then of course your thoughts cause you to feel a certain way. And then based on those feelings, you're gonna take certain actions or not take certain actions. And it's important to understand that it's all in an effort to keep you safe. And then this is where our coping mechanisms come in because we're not comfortable with how we're feeling, we're not comfortable with how our body is responding to the trigger in the moment. And so we might turn to coping mechanisms like scrolling on social media, or turning to alcohol, or turning to sugar, or trying to turn to another person, right? Running to um, another person for for comfort, right? And that can be healthy, of course, if you're if you're turning to you know a parent or a friend or a coach or a therapist or a spiritual direct director. That can be healthy, but it's when we sort of turn to people in ways that are 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 damaging or that are not helpful for our soul, that are not beneficial for us. And so this is the cycle of a trauma of how it's triggered in real time in the present moment. And it brings up something from the past that we haven't fully healed. And then we try to sort of put a band-aid on top of it with our coping mechanisms. And that coping mechanism, it works ultimately it will give us a little bit of relief in the moment but it's a temporary fix it's a temporary fix and so it hasn't actually healed the underlying heart wound and so this cycle this trigger trauma cycle it just happens again and again so what you want to do is realize that this is happening. You want to have the awareness of the these patterns that are showing up. Now we want to understand that God has actually given us the ability to heal our wounds. He's given us that capacity to heal. And in my opinion, that's what life is all about. It's about healing the wounds that we've sort of picked up since the time we've been born. And even from before we've been born, because we know that generational trauma is real. We know that we can inherit certain patterns of behavior or certain generational sins, right? That come from our family line. The Bible actually talks about this. The Bible talks about generational sin and generational curses. And in my opinion, what the Bible is really talking about in those verses, it's talking about inherited trauma. It's talking about generational trauma. We know that through the study of a field called epigenetics, which is superimposed on our DNA, on our genetic makeup, that certain genes can be turned on and off based on our thoughts and our feelings. So, this is science's way of showing that it's absolutely true that our thoughts matter, our feelings matter, our behaviors matter, and all of this is rooted in our upbringing and in our family line and in our history. And so it's important to understand how all of these things how all these things work together so that we have the ability and the capacity to heal them. And this is where a holistic approach to to healing really comes in because we are mind, body, and spirit. And it's about integrating all of you instead of seeing yourself as sort of separate, like I'm only associating with my thoughts, or I'm only associating with my feelings, or I'm only associating with my spiritual life. We're mind, body, and spirit, and God created us this way for a reason. And so to heal, we have to involve mind, body, and spirit. So three essential steps to healing that I want to leave you with in today's episode is first of all, the awareness piece. This is the cognitive part where you're understanding the thoughts, beliefs, and patterns of behavior are essentially keeping you stuck, keeping you from moving forward in your life, and essentially how it's contributing to these heart wounds. The second piece is really the embodiment work, the somatic work, to understand, first of all, how God designed your body, how he designed your nervous system, and then understanding how you can regulate your nervous system and regulate how your body is responding in real time to different triggers and stressors. It's also learning how to feel all of your feelings. So not just the good ones, not just the positive ones, but the ones that actually feel difficult, the ones that actually feel challenging for us to actually hold in our bodies. You want to get really good at feeling your feelings so that you can actually process them because whenever we we don't feel our feelings, or whenever we try to stuff down our feelings, what ends up happening is they don't go anywhere. They just end up buried deeper and deeper and deeper within us, just kind of waiting for that right opportunity to come out and explode. Maybe you've experienced that, where the the smallest thing happened, and all of a sudden you like blew up. <laughs> all of a sudden it was like World War Three, and the other person is looking at you like, um, I just you know said. How's your day going? Right? Like it was something super minor. Um, and, and that just, you know, ended up igniting something that was basically already inside of you that you, that you weren't dealing with. And so it's that emotional processing piece. And then the the third important pillar of course, is that we're doing all of this work through the foundation of our Catholic faith. That's a very important part of the healing equation, right? It's not just Looking at our mindset, it's not just doing this emotional processing work and this nervous system healing work. It's understanding that God is the one who ultimately created us and He desires our healing more than we do. He desires our healing more than we desire it. And so, trusting in that, trusting in the Father's love, we do this work through the lens of our faith and through the lens of knowing that he wants our good he desires what is best for us and so i created a heart safety guide that lists tangible ways that you can actually increase safety within your heart safety within your body and how you can start to heal these heart wounds and there's a pretty extensive list in the guide so I'm not going to I'm not going to get into that in today's episode. But what I will do is leave a link in the show notes so that if you haven't downloaded this guide, you can so that you can read more about heart wounds and, and coping strategies and then how your nervous system responds to to triggers and, and stressors. And then you'll also have access to this list of things that you can start to do today to start beginning the process of healing these heart wounds. All right, so I hope you enjoyed today's episode and feel free to to share this episode if you found it helpful, if you found it useful for yourself. Maybe share it with a friend who you feel could benefit from this from this information as well. And then of course, I would love for you to rate the podcast, leave a comment, and be sure to subscribe. All right. I will see you next time. Hey friends, if you'd like to get started on this healing journey, be sure to download my free heart safety guide, a trauma-informed approach to healing for Catholic women. You'll learn all about heart wounds, where they come from, and how to heal them. Just click the link below to download.